are back. Warp and Woof Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site, Facebook Live, as well as on the radio. Thanks for joining us here today. Uh, this is our Christmas special, and uh, the person that I've uh, asked to come in to be special, who is special all the time, Miss Renita Hills. How are you doing today? See, how do you follow that? How do you follow <laughs> that kind of introduction? I am well. How are you, Mark? Oh, uh, it's great to be with you again. It's been a while. It's been a while, way too long. Just a little bit. So we're going to make sure that we uh, we take care of that here this morning and uh, catch everybody up of where we're at and what's going on in our lives. And thank you very much for joining us. Uh, our sponsor, Cominius Institute, I wanted to walk everybody through that. The Cominius Institute crosses three bridges. The first bridge is in the college at IUPUI. I meet students there, uh, constantly mm-hmm. interacting with them from a Christian point of view helping them to think about their subjects and their vocational direction Christianly. The second bridge that we cross is into communities, uh, and we do that through this radio show. And the radio show is every Wednesday from 10 until noon, and we have special interest in connecting black and white leaders throughout Indianapolis. And the third bridge that we cross is into culture, so we're interested in all different kinds of cultural issues. Uh, So I'm constantly writing, speaking, engaging, uh, whatever that might be, whatever discussion point or cultural interest there is, uh, we're constantly in, invested in those kinds of things. So, uh, Cominius Institute, you can find us at the Institute.org. that's Institute.org or Institute.com. You can find all our videos, you can go to our YouTube channel, same thing, uh, go to our Cominius Institute YouTube channel, and also my personal website, Warp and Woof, that's W-A-R-P-A-N-D-W-O-O-F.org. You can find all of my writings there. There's over 1,000 videos, podcasts, essays, all kinds of things there for uh, your interests, uh, whatever direction you might like to go. Uh, movie reviews, book reviews, uh, theology, philosophy, all different kinds of things going on. So happy to have you here today. Thanks so much for joining us. And, Renita, we are going to be talking here today about gifts and grace. Obviously, uh, kind of a nice way to enter the Christmas season, I suppose. So from your vantage point, uh, when you when I talked with you about coming on the show, uh, what was your thought about uh, gifts and grace when it first hit you? You know, first I was excited that you asked me. I was honored and humbled. And I thought, gifts and grace. Um, when I hear the word grace, I think of a shower. Okay. You know, it just it just you don't you don't have to necessarily ask for it, especially from God, mm-hmm. and it's not just a drop. Yep. He just he showers it. It's no, just like abundance, yeah. abundance, abundance, and he just he just saturates mm. my me yeah. with so much grace to the point where it's like it permeates out of the pores. So mm. whereas people ask me sometimes, why are you so nice? Well. I don't know any other way to be because <laughs> I'm so permeated with so much grace. And I think back at all that, that, that God has brought us through mm-hmm. and where he's brought me from. Am mm-hmm. I where I'm supposed to be? Absolutely not. But I look back where I've come from mm-hmm. and it's nobody but God and his grace mm-hmm. and the gift mm-hmm. of life, love, and his son. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, I, get, I went, you, you know not to get me on tangents. <laughs> So we're really interested in emphasizing grace and specifically the issue of gifts. But I I wanted to emphasize that especially today for folks uh, because we're going to be highlighting one particular passage and one particular verse. And that is that uh, the emphasis is always going to be 
on God's grace and God's gifts. And we're going to look at uh, 2 Corinthians 9.15, this fantastic statement about God's grace and God's gifts uh, to us. Uh, We are thanking God for the greatest gift that he's given to us, which is Jesus. And I wanted to emphasize this, kind of set a biblical base for this uh, here from the original languages. That is from the Greek language, which kind of sets us up for understanding a better uh, view of grace and gifts. So, first of all, we need to understand that the word grace is the word charis, charis, which is the word grace in Greek. And then it results in eucharistia, which is thanksgiving, so charis, eucharistia, which has that charis in the middle of it, and then, of course, motivating us to gift-giving, which is charisma. So we go from charis to eucharistia to charisma, so it gives us God's grace, results in our thanksgiving, and then motivating us to gift-giving, and that is the whole point of 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9. So I'm just going to give you just kind of a highlight of those chapters, Then we're going to kind of break that down and give practical implications of that all the way through these couple of hours until about 11.50 this morning. So just to highlight that, in 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9, we have these great chapters which are about gift giving, basically. And what's really fascinating to me about these chapters is that in the first five verses of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, you've got Paul, who is getting after the Corinthians, who are really rich, powerful, uh, I suppose we would call them... uh, those people that uh, have some kind of uh, extra special something about them, they've been given an awful lot of stuff. So he gets after them and says, you know, there's this group of really poor people in Macedonia, and they're out giving you. In the first five verses, he says this over and over again. And then in chapter 9, he explains to them how they ought to be giving. There's all these different opportunities that they have to give, and basically he's kind of needling them, you know, Mm -hmm. sticking them with a stick. And, uh, you know, stick them in the eye, telling them, hey, look, you've got to get after this. So we're really interested in this passage in 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9 today because it gives us that grace, the charis, the, the charis, and then gives us thanksgiving, Eucharistia, and then ultimately the charisma, the gifts, come out of that. So when you first hear that, your first thoughts about uh, some of that breakdown, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about that? You know, I'm, out there, I'm sitting there thinking, Charisma. Yeah. And I'm thinking charismatic. Yeah, that's right. That's and, right. And, and I'm trying to, because me, mm-hmm. connecting the dots right. on the carols yeah. to, to the charismatic. Right. The connection, how do we make that happen? So the issue in, in charisma, it's, we're moving from the gifts to the charismatic, which is normally we think about that in terms of spirit movement, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so the gift given to us, the gift of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. first and foremost, and then his motivation within us to do charisma or charismatic or to be involved or allowing the Spirit of God to speak through us. Okay. Yeah. So that's how that goes. So, look at me. Yeah, look I mean, at you. He's my teacher today, y'all. <laughs> so, the, the spiritual charismatic yeah. comparison to what people think as naturally charismatic. How do we connect those dots? Right. So the naturally charismatic person, somebody who is just kind of overflowing, bubbly nature, those kinds of things, might be better termed as an extrovert in our culture, somebody who really has an awful lot going for them, or they like to be in front of people, or whatever. Uh, From a Christian point of view, a very distinctively Christian point of view, we're, we're really interested in highlighting the giftedness 
of this. That is that it's, there's something within us that motivates us to give right. the gifts right. of charisma or to become or be charismatic in that sense of things. So you might be an introvert as a Christian. You might be somebody who really doesn't like to be out front. You might like to be somebody who's kind of behind. You don't want to be invested. We get that. That's not a big issue. But the change, of course, that's taken place within you as a Christian, that changes how you think and how you behave, uh, all of those kinds of things comes out in different ways. So the person who may be behind the scenes, their giftedness may be to come alongside somebody to comfort them, just for instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was listening to um, one of the televangelists, mm -hmm. and he was he was so gracious, and he allowed his armor bearer, personal assistant, yep. depending on yep. who's I'm, talking about yeah, and exactly. how you perceive it. Right. And he says, um, "You stand beside me." Mm -hmm. Nobody notices you, mm -hmm. but you're the reason why mm -hmm. I have the right suit laid out. You're the reason why I'm on time. You're the reason why when I leave this stage, yeah. there's a certain amount of time set for me to talk to people, mm -hmm. and I have to get back and change clothes, mm -hmm. and then I have to get in my limousine. When people want me, they find you, and they say, I have no clue what I'm doing, but you know everything mm -hmm. about me, but nobody even knows your name. Mm -hmm. So when you say I may not be the one out front, right? and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That job is so important to be the one to support the armor bearer, like Moses with Aaron yeah. and her, yep. with Aaron and her, excuse me. Mm -hmm. When his arms dropped, he needed somebody beside him to hold those arms up so go. the battle can be won. That's right. So, and I say that to encourage people who are not like us, mm -hmm. you know, that are on the front line. We mm -hmm. need those quiet people in the background that yeah. say, Okay, Mark. You got two minutes left. Okay, Mark. It's time to go. You haven't spent time enough time at home, Mark. You need to go home. Those kind of Those people kind of are people. so important to us because we are out there, yeah. and our job is to fight and to win and to do all those things that people give us accolades and don't really belong to us for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But we right. need that quiet person. We need that person. So the person within us, obviously, the, the spirit of God who motivates us to do those kinds of things. It's interesting that you that you went in that direction because that really does exemplify what the Spirit's job is. Not to promote himself, but to yes. promote Jesus. Yes. So the one, uh, Jesus actually said this himself in the book of John. He said, uh, if I don't leave you, uh, I won't be able to send the paraclete, the comforter, to come alongside you and, and take care of you. Uh, in fact, this is, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned armor bearer too. So let's kind of take okay. on that for a moment. Uh, when, John, when John talks about this, when Jesus is being quoted in John, uh, he calls the uh, Holy Spirit the paraclete. Yes. Well, what's really fascinating about the paraclete in Roman uh, times was that this was actually a word or a, uh, a military stance. So let's say, for instance, uh, you're surrounded as a troop. So your Roman soldiers are all being surrounded. There was actually a military maneuver called the paraclete. And the paraclete was when you uh, got back to back with some of the Roman soldier and you knew who was behind your back mm -hmm. and you could fight in the front and they could fight in their yes. front and you were all taken care of because you, you had your back protected. Right. That particular Roman military maneuver was called a paraclete. Oh. How about that? So when you're talking about an armor bearer, my immediate thought is, okay, that that makes me think about paraclete, which is the Roman equivalent of this. And so when the people in Jesus' day are hearing these kinds of statements, and they're hearing paraclete, that they're thinking, you mean I'm going to have somebody behind me? Yeah. I'm going to have somebody take care of my back? 
a whole different a whole different meaning. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when we stop to think about these kinds of issues and things, we consider, hey, how are we going to think differently about this? We're thinking about the Holy Spirit's got my back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. See, that's why I hang out with you. <laughs> because when you start talking about the military aspect of it, yeah. my brother was who was once in the military. Okay. He said one of the things they taught them was to pair up. Mm-hmm. And he was like, there were times when he had to sit back to back mm-hmm. and sleep. Right. And they would like almost lock arms so they wouldn't fall over. Right. And one would sleep for an hour, the other mm-hmm. one would sleep for an hour. So it was it's really a relief. Yes. It's a relief. It gives the other person not just to have somebody to cover your back for the fight, but it mm-hmm. gives you somebody to cover your back so you can rest. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, okay. you, we, okay. we have just started off here and uh, we're going to take a one song break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about gifts and grace. We're talking about the emphasis on Christmas. What does that mean for us as uh, Christians? And we're concerned about those kinds of things. Uh, So when we come back after our uh, one song break, we're going to continue the discussion. Facebook Live will continue, of course. But uh, on the radio, uh, you're listening to Warp and Woof Radio, radionext.tv at the Cool Groove site. We'll be right back. Facebook Live, we are still here, and uh, I am with my sister, Renita Hills. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm I'm here for you. (laughs) Thanks. I'm I'm really grateful. Uh, I saw Polly come in here just a minute ago. Where is she? Where's Polly? Where'd she go? I'm surprised you didn't just jump in the chair over here. I know. I was like moving stuff around. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. Well, hey, we just wanted to acknowledge your presence. Thank you ever so much. I am here. Yes. This is uh, yes. this is Polly. This is I'm here. There she is. Yeah, Polly is here. Connecting people. Connecting people. The great chief connecting officer. From That's 10th it. Street to Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> all points in between. <laughs> all right. And we, are, we have just tagged you uh, in the broadcast. So oh, my you go. goodness. Yeah, all right. This is good. Yeah, thank you for joining us here today and yes. for spending time. Um, yes. We can do nails if you want. Oh, Brian. We're, okay, this. go ahead. Get it out of your system. Go ahead. No, I'm just offering that. As go a ahead. Benefit. It's a commercial break. This is a commercial break. <laughs> well, we tease Mark um, because he doesn't understand anything about nails. And, of course, this is nail art. And um, I don't know anything about football, so if I have to listen to football, he's going to listen to nail polish strips. So anyway, we were teasing him last night uh, with our posts and threatening that we were going to do his nails on the show today, and there is fear and trepidation. Yes. On their part. He suddenly started hiding his hands, y'all. He suddenly started hiding his hands. Well, thank you, Polly. For uh, would you like to tell them where to get any of this stuff or where to contact you? Oh, just go to nailartadventure.com, and um, I can come to you. You can order online. It's great fun. Nailartadventure.com. There yes. you go. Yes. That's for Nia Hill and look Polly. At, I look at this group. I I don't know that there has ever been when you take HB and YouTube. There are no three people that can talk. Like the three of you. I mean, you can cover every subject. You can. I tell me I got a big mouth, y'all. Yeah. Well, it's good. This is a gift. This is a gift. You know, I'm paralyzed with fear on this, um, but you all do it so 
so easily. Well, thank you for uh, for coming in and giving us the commercial break. And you know, if you're with people in Uganda, we don't want to mess with that. You know what? They could very well be watching right they, now. They could very well. Hello, Jerry. I know that it's eight hours later there, and we have been corresponding this morning. And this is uh, someone that is heading up an initiative in the refugee. Mm. refugees that are in Uganda, and he also okay. is a refugee. So there will be many more stories coming. Okay. Good. Sounds good. Yeah, thank you. Good. Well, we've, I've actually had some uh, students from Uganda here this, uh, this particular semester. Uh, some of the folks that have been invested with me in the PhD program, for instance, have come from Uganda. Had a student from Kenya this year, from Zimbabwe, so yeah, all over continent uh some fantastic work that they're doing yeah good stuff are they on facebook oh yeah we should all connect okay and then the world becomes an even smaller place all right good. well you keep one, one church used to say a big church comes becomes small when you get involved <laughs> just get involved there you go so are you on a break today no work for him yeah see i asked her and she said i drop dropping everything to come be with you yeah, I know. You want to be on some more shows? Just give me an ample notice, and I'll absolutely try my very best to be there. Okay. We're trying to get people scheduled. Okay. Let me know. To utilize some more guests as well. Let me know. So I'm thinking about who might be good. I can do that. We're going to be coming back in here in a couple seconds. Coming back in live. One of the great things about this is that we can archive these podcasts, which is kind of fun. Thirty seconds. We are coming back in live on the radio. You already have us live right here. You are listening to Warp and Woof Radio, Radio TV at the Cool Group site. We're talking about gifts and grace today. Gifts and grace with Renita Hills. Holly Riddell with her nailartadventures.com. And no, you will not be doing my nails. Thank you very much. <laughs> she said no. Son was calling, and I, I can't turn off my phone, and then actually have continue to have volume ah, here. And yes. yeah, yeah. So there's that. Anyway, uh, so uh, you're listening to Warp and Woof Radio, Radio TV at the Cool Grip site, and we're talking about gifts and grace today. Uh, thankful very much for uh, Renita Hills uh, joining us here this morning. Uh, just a moment ago, we actually were discussing the uh, issues that come out of Second Corinthians chapters eight and nine about the Macedonians who were very poor and the Corinthians who were very rich and the Macedonians outgiving the Corinthians, which is not an unusual thing. It's actually something, Renita, that uh, when we talk about uh, the issue of giving, that it's often the poor people that give a lot more than the rich people. Yes. So from your vantage point, how do you see that? Why do you think that might be? Um, I really don't know the full answer to that other than we have such a... And I say we because I consider myself as financially 
I might be considered poor. But I also like to say I, I'm not because God just ain't gave me my allowance yet. Um, I think it's because they, 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 when you look at the poor people, they don't see themselves as poor. Mm -hmm. They see themselves as, okay, I might have less, but I'm not poor. Poor has a different meaning mm -hmm. for the people who are okay. what we perceive as poor. Okay. Just as rich has a different meaning mm -hmm. to people who have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. People who have a lot of, lot of money can't ever get enough. Yeah. It's not rich enough. Okay. And as poor as we perceive people to be, they find themselves to be content. Mm -hmm. So if I got $5 and you need one, but why not give you one? I still have four left. Mm -hmm. Whereas the rich see it differently. Is if I have $10,000 and you need a thousand, what you gonna give me in return? Mm -hmm. Because I have to get richer. Mm -hmm. Whereas the poor doesn't don't see money okay. as a value. They yeah. find ethics, morals, character. Those things are valuable. Mm -hmm. Family mm -hmm. is more valuable to them yes. than the dollar. So. And that's just my perception. You know, don't y'all find me on Facebook and talk. <laughs> well, we're great for, grateful for your perception. Honestly, quite frankly, one of the things that's always bothered me is when I hear rich people uh, say, and when I say rich, I mean people who are wealthy. That is, you they know, got folks, a bunch of zeros. They got a whole bunch of, of zeros. Yeah, and uh, folks who say to me, uh, "What have you done for me lately?" Uh, you know, that kind of production mentality where you no longer look at somebody as a person, but as a product. Yes. Uh, this is really a problematic issue. For me. Yes. And, and what, what one thing I love about God, the way he multiplies mm -hmm. is by subtracting and dividing. Mm -hmm. He can give you so much more if you just let some of that stuff mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. The thing about holding on to stuff, mm -hmm. nothing goes out, but nothing gets in either. Yeah. <laughs> You have to open it up. It sure sounds like that uh, parable that Jesus tells about the three people giving the gifts, ten, five, and yes. one. And, yeah, and so so somebody actually does something with their five, and then somebody else with their two, and the guy that had one says, no, I'm going to bury it, you know, because I don't want you to be mad at me if, if I lose it somehow. Yes. <laughs> He's really upset because you didn't do anything with it. And he said, the very least you could have done is put it in the bank and gained interest. Something. Yeah. The very least, to, to yeah. bury it and hold it, mm -hmm. like you're afraid that you're going to lose it, mm -hmm. yeah. it does nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like the people back in the old days, when they put their money in the, in the mattress because mm -hmm. they didn't trust the bank. Mm -hmm. So 10 years, that money's been sitting in the mattress, but it gained no interest. And although you did not trust the bank, if you had put it in the bank, how much more interest would you have gained just by letting it sit there like yeah. you did in your mattress? Yeah. And, and that's the same thing with any gift mm -hmm. that God gives us. Mm -hmm. If we keep it to ourselves, it just sits there and it doesn't grow. It doesn't get to blossom. It doesn't bless you or anyone else. Mm -hmm. Yes, your gift blesses you too. Mm -hmm. The Bible says your gift will make room for you. Mm -hmm. So my, my, my daughter has learned how to make scarves and earmuffs. Nice. And she just did it for fun. Mm -hmm. Somebody saw it and said, oh, I want one. In one day at church, she made $200. Oh, That's a gift wow. making room for you. And now she has her own website. She has her own pages. Oh, my but word. this is because she said, I'll make one. Oh, my word. At no cost. She said, oh, I'll just give these to you Christmas because I like you. Oh man, you hearing this? This is uh, this is fantastic stuff, and, and I'm just getting a message here. 
uh, from Jeff and Terry. Hey, y'all watching us at the beach, man. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. This is uh, Terry McIntosh, who's, uh, whose life literally is a miraculous life. And I've written about him uh, not just recently on social media, but also on our website, warpandwoof.org. And uh, just to kind of follow up on Renita's good thoughts here, her daughter, who is committed to this gift that she's been given, and then uh, utilizes that same gift to actually make a profit. This is a, a marvelous thing, a good thing, uh, something that not just sustains her, but uh, gives her an encouragement, I would suspect, yes. for the future, right? It does. I mean, she's at the point now, she's finishing up her first year of grad school, mm. and she's like, Mom, the first, the, when I was an undergrad, I had all the scholarship money coming mm -hmm. in, and I didn't worry about money. Mm -hmm. But then she picked up this scarf making, I think it was two summers ago, and she just did it for fun. Just sure. just for fun. Yeah. And to get her mind and hands doing something. Mm -hmm. And last, like I said, last Christmas, somebody saw one. Mm -hmm. And now that's her job. Nice. That's how she makes her money. People are, somebody, she got an order from New York. What? New, I said, she said, Mom, but they need it now. I said, uh, Cassandra, <laughs> you are now crossing state line. I need you to fill that order. Why is it so important that I fill this order, Mom? Because you can open a whole nother branch in mm -hmm. another state. Mm -hmm. You don't know what corporate office work she works with. Mm -hmm. She can put that on there asking, where do you get that from? They slide to the website. And next, now you're hiring people yeah. to do what you do for fun. Yeah. So Does, does she have a website? She me? does. Okay, she does. give it to them. Give it to them. Scarves, scarves by C. That's S-C-A-R-V-S-B-Y-C-E-E.com. Scars by C. I'm going to say it again. I'm probably going to tap it in. Go ahead. It's a lot. Um, I'll tap it in uh, before you guys get off. I'll put it on the Facebook mm -hmm. page for you in the comment section. But she's doing a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. An absolutely phenomenal She had to the point where she said, okay, mom, I'm getting the problem. I'm going to have to limit the orders. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Because she's in school. She yeah. has to get the grades. She right. has to do her, her yeah. work there. But she's putting it to where she's only taking X amount of orders a week. Mm. And she's telling them, give me two weeks to fill the orders. Okay. Now, there was a time when she was doing it in like two days. Mm -hmm. But now there's so many. Wow. And this, I say all that, not to mm. brag on my baby. That's okay, bragging you your baby. Go us, ahead. Well, not just to. <laughs> but all of us have gifts and talents inside of us. Mm. that we have to tap in our gift. Mm -hmm. As much as I love you, teaching on a college campus ain't for me. Because that's not my gift. Mm -hmm. My gift is over here. Yep. And we complement each other mm -hmm. in our gifts. So find out, learn what your God-given gift is. Mm -hmm. Your purpose and your destiny is wrapped in that gift. Mm -hmm. And not that, that, not that that one gift you're doing now is going to carry you forever. Yeah. Just like the, the Christmas gift you got back when you were 10 mm -hmm. is not going to carry you at 20 or 30. Mm -hmm. Your gifts will change and evolve and they'll do open up other doors mm. but tap into your current gift mm. it's there mm. this is a, a great reminder i think of, of giftedness that goes beyond that which is inside us but also includes those things which are outside yes so we actually get to produce from mm. the gifts that we've been given yes so in this particular case you've got two people here who have the gift of gab how's that sound i'm shy <laughs> i'm the shy <laughs> yeah, right. She's the shy one. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, that's the reason why when I asked her to be on air, she was just so shy. She said, No, I can't. I just can't. Can't do it. 
She knows she dropped everything and said, oh, of course I'll be here. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're listening to Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next TV at the Cool Group site. We're talking about gifts and grace today, and we're ahead of the Christmas season, of course. Well, I suppose we're in the Christmas season, but ahead of, of the actual holiday itself. And I'm looking outside these marvelous windows that we have here on 2131 East uh, 10th Street, and I'm, I'm looking and not seeing any snow at you know, for me, from an upstate New York standpoint, okay, because I come from Syracuse, the snowiest city in the United States, mm-hmm. not seeing snow in December is just kind of weird. And it's going to be in the 50s today, actually. Yes. It's going to yes. be nice and warm. I'm actually going to go out and rake leaves today. So when you talk about gifts and grace, one of the things that I think about in terms of grace are the gifts and grace that have been given to us, even in the sense that we've been given a great climate or we've been given a great place to live. Uh, we've been given a great season of life, you know, all yes. of those kinds of yes. things. Yeah. What strikes you about that? When you think about all of the good things that have been given to you in terms of grace and gifts, what are some of those things that stand out in your mind? Well, my family is from upstate New York, Syracuse. Oh. Yes. My mom, my grandmother lived in a little tiny town called Chittenango. Chittenango. You know Chittenango. Yeah, I know Chittenango. that little big road honoring yeah. Frank Oz. Yeah. So I'm with you. Do okay. not see snow. Because usually right on Thanksgiving, my mother always would go up to my grandmother's house and pack extra clothes. Because mm-hmm. we get snow in. Mm-hmm. The day after Thanksgiving, bam, it's snow. Mm-hmm. So I, I, too, am very grateful for the, the weather. But I, I go back to my old footnote. I woke up this morning. I'm grateful mm-hmm. because somebody went to sleep last night and thought, I'm going to get so much done tomorrow. And they did not wake up. Mm-hmm. Then I think, okay, I woke up this morning and I was able to turn my legs and stand up on my own because there are so many people who don't stand on their mm-hmm. own. And then I opened my mouth and said, girl, get out the bed talking to my daughter. I have a voice. And I have my sight and my hearing, mm-hmm. and I have a roof over my head, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm hungry. And I look in the refrigerator, and I can say, mm, "There's nothing in there that I want." I have options. You have I didn't even like the options. <laughs> you know, I'm grateful yeah. for that. Those are gifts. I got out of my car. I got went out the garage mm-hmm. and looked out, and I had two cars. I had an option of which car to drive because my daughter's home and she has her car. And I had a job to go to, mm-hmm. you know, and then I had some of my wonderful friends like mm-hmm. you and Polly and HB that when I see you, it's like we've never parted. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't have that. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about the home and the shoes and the clothes and the job, mm-hmm. the camaraderie, the right. friendship, the I can come to you and say whatever is on my heart mm-hmm. and you will talk me through it, walk me through it, pray me through it, laugh me through it. <laughs> and when we're done, it's never brought up again mm-hmm. because it's, it's, that was a moment. You, you acknowledge and you support and you recognize and you encourage through that moment mm-hmm. in time, mm-hmm. but you don't hold me to it. Yeah. My, history, my history is not my destiny and it's not a life sentence. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that help me remember that what happened yesterday is not a life sentence. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has that. Yeah. You know, so I the small stuff. things for yeah. me. Yeah. The powerful things uh, about gifts and grace, uh, we're coming back again to 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9. Uh, 
just let me highlight a couple of things here from chapter 8, for instance. Uh, in chapter 8, in verse 1 in 2 Corinthians, talks about the grace of God. That Remember that God's grace, or that word grace in English, is the, is the Greek word charis. So charis is what we're talking about here, the charis of God. And then this joy that Renita is talking about actually comes out of chapter 8 and verse 4. So this grace equals joy. But it also means and, and is given uh, this concept of favor uh, in chapter 8 and verse 6. There's an act of grace given in chapter 8 and verse uh, 8 and chapter 8 and verse 9. And then the grace of Christ is emphasized in 8.16. And then thankfulness is an issue here as well in, in verse 16. Uh, we are given the gift of grace in verse 20 in chapter 8. All of these marvelous things, the connections that we have, I think, to the concept of grace that we often, we often forget. We don't really consider. We, we're not really uh, thoughtful enough about all of the good things that have been given to us, as, as Renita as well suggested here. Uh, we need to be constantly uh, grateful for that, and, and uh, that goes back to something I said earlier on, that uh, God's grace should lead us to uh, result in thanksgiving. So we're moving from the word grace, which is uh, charis, to eucharistia, which is thanksgiving. So you've got charis right in the middle of that. So you're literally giving thanks for the grace or giving grace to the grace. And so those kinds of things are really an important idea. So, Renita, when you're considerate of all of this uh, kind of idea, uh, and you're thinking about thankfulness and grace, and you're talking about the idea of actually having a voice and getting out of bed in the morning, standing on two feet, having friends, all of those kinds of things. How do you offer grace? Is this something that is just a, a one-and-done kind of setting for you, or is this a constant throughout the day? How is it that you go about the grace or thanksgiving uh, issue? Um, I was on the phone with a friend of mine yesterday, and she said, oh, Renita, thank you so much for waking me up. I appreciate you. She said, hold on a second. And I can hear in the background saying, thank you, Father, just for waking me up. Mm -hmm. Wow. Think about it. If you kept giving your wife gifts and presents and you listened to her mm -hmm. and find out, wait a minute, she likes roses, but it has to be that color rose. <laughs> and you go out, and it's not in season, mm -hmm. but you go out and you find that rose that she loves so much, and you gave her to her, she just said, oh, okay, and walked away. Mm. How would that make you feel? Mm. So unappreciated. Like, what did I do wrong? And and why didn't she get it? And Okay, maybe let me try something else. And you find out that dress that she's been looking at, and you make sure you got the right size and the right color from the right store at the right time. You do all the right things and you present it to her in this beautiful dress box. I mean, the ribbons, the box, the bows, the whole thing is wrapped up just right. And on top of it, you have a favorite perfume sitting mm. on there and a nice little diamond necklace with the magic tennis bracelet <laughs> and the earrings. She I mean, oh, he's got it like that. His daddy <laughs> just gave him up. But you do all these things mm. and she just said, oh, that's cute. Thank you. Go, oh, that's mm. cute. And just look at you and walk away mm -hmm. without even saying thank you. Mm. How do you think mm. if you feel mm. that way, how do you think God must feel? Mm. Now, he's going to love us anyway, and you're going to love your wife anyway, but it makes you think, okay, now what do I have to do to get a thank you? Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the 10 that were healed. The 10 lepers. The 10 lepers mm -hmm. that were healed. I think, now I'm going really philosophical, so you fix hey, me. If, at, I, if, I go too, if I go too far to the left, grab me. <laughs> 
dying on the cross. And he's hanging there and he's saying, I'm dying for everyone who is every sin, not just the ones who are here, but Renita. Mm -hmm. She's not even a figment of anybody's imagination, but I'm bleeding and I'm dying for her. And those that I've healed, the people I've given sight and the, 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 the lame and the deaf, all these people. In my mind, I'm seeing him on the cross and I see him looking down to find the 10 lepers that he healed. Mm. Mm. And they didn't even come. Mm. They weren't there. And I'm dying for you. Mm. I'm, I'm giving you my all. And you didn't think enough to say thank mm. you. Yeah, and there was only one of those that came back to, make, to give thanks. So when you're talking about, you know, all of the gifts that, I, that I'm giving my wife here and yeah. all, giving this great illustration of this, so are you suggesting that thankfulness or thanksgiving ought to be given um, at the moment and then all the time? How at the moment, it's a continuous. Oh, there you go. It's continuous. a continuous. Right. I'm not married yet because I do believe what God has for me is for me. I would like to think that every time I say, every time he brushes the windows off my, the, the snow off my car, thank you. You didn't mm -hmm. have to do that. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to ever touch garbage again. I don't want to ever <laughs> have to take the trash out again, and I never want to have to pump gas again. That's a me thing. Don't get me wrong. I've been doing it for myself for so many years, and not that I can't. I just mm -hmm. don't want to have to do it again. So with him knowing that that's something I never want to do again, every time he takes out that garbage, he gonna get the biggest hug. <laughs> I'm gonna love on him so much. He gonna find trash to take out. All you single men out there, yeah. here she is. But that's the way it is. When you bless God, you give Him. He blesses you back. Mm -hmm. He enjoys. He He resides mm -hmm. in the praises of His people. He mm -hmm. resides in the mm -hmm. thanksgiving. He lives and longs for mm -hmm. His people to just say. Thank you. Mm. I love you. Mm. God, oh, 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 you the bomb.com. <laughs> Whatever your language is, because that's my language. I'll be like, oh, Jesus, oh, I saw you right there. <laughs> you got this. That's me. That's we, the way we communicate. And we got to get off that. We got to be the, and thou art the almighty and wonderful mm. gracious. He knows how you talk when you ain't talking to him, so talk to him the way you talk. All right. <laughs> But that's wow. the way I see it. Just, just, oh, this morning I, I got to work and I said, God, I thank you so much. I didn't hit not one red light and there was not <laughs> one car in my way on the highway. Mm. I got to work in 15 minutes and it normally takes me 35. Mm. And I wasn't doing 80. Mm. Thank him for those things. Mm. Because if you're grateful over the small, mm -hmm. you're a man. If you're like it, Fixing you don't sleep, baby. Being nice to you for taking out the trash after a while. You're going to want to say, okay, I'm not going to just take out the trash. I'm going to dry the dishes. And then she's going to love on you for drying. You know what, baby? You ain't even got to dry the dishes this time. I, I got dishes. I'm going to wash them for you. You start, if you bless, mm -hmm. you'll be blessed. It's fascinating. You know, I, I think next time I invite you on the show, I'm going to need a pulpit. I think I need to bring a pulpit <laughs> <laughs> here. And I'm trying to be good. I no, really you're am. doing great. I love it. The, you, your point about 
that God resides in the praises of his people is really an important and powerful idea. We're going to be uh, coming back here in just a minute. Uh, those of you listening on the radio, your buds at work and all that good stuff, uh, you're listening to Warp and Woof Radio at radionext.tv at the Cool Group site. We're going to take a one-song break. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Renita Hills about gifts and grace just ahead of Christmas. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. I be trying so hard to behave when I'm with you. You're good. <laughs> you don't need to try to behave. You're fine. Yes. What on earth are you both doing up at 4 a.m.? <laughs> I'm posting something. All of a sudden, someone reacted to the post, and you're both up. I mean, well, this was a bizarre time that I was up. I was surprised that you were awake. Yeah. And then, you know. We're talking with Polly over here, who was awake at about 4 o'clock this morning. I think I saw a 3 in front of the other numbers this morning when I got up, so there yeah. you go. Yeah, it was just, you know, your your body wakes you up. What can okay. you say? You know, it, it yeah. happens. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it just happened. Yeah. Um, is that a normal time? Often for me it is. Um, there's usually yeah. a 3 in front of the other numbers. Yeah. yeah, so I get up and I start reading. And writing and thinking, and that's what I was doing this morning. I saw your uh, your comments coming through. Yeah. I had so many things to get done, and I didn't have that yesterday. And I thought today was Thursday, and I realized it's Wednesday, so now I have an extra day. You have an extra day. So, Are you going to be over there today with us? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit late. I've got an appointment at 12:15. It's going to take me about 20, 25 minutes to get there, but I'll get there as quick as I can. Um, and I need to get the address again of the place. Um, you know, it's on Angola. And do you know where the ITT building is? No. It's north of the interstate. So you go north Road. Okay. Yeah, just. I think you go north of the interstate from Michigan Road, turn right off the Angola, and I think that's there. All right. If you just text me the text me the address, it'd be great. This is my chief connections officer yes. over here, Polly Riddell, who yeah, takes care of the details of my life as she is able to do. Um, that this is uh, one of those things. I I don't know what to tell you about the whole wake up at three in the morning bit, but that's just what happens. Well, they say that's the first hour of prayer, the watch hour. Mm -hmm. Between, I think it's three and six, and I think the first watch hour. Yep. And I do get awakened usually at four. And well, if we're talking about the hour of prayer, you know, yes. my word, there you go. That, that The first thing I do when I get out of bed is, oh, I'm awake. I'm still alive. Thank yeah. you, Lord, for another day. I'm still here. <laughs> I always think my first thought is always the same. I don't have another day to live. I have another day to give. So there's yes. that. So, yeah, at 3 o'clock. Right. I brought a friend today that I've just met. Hi. Alexandria. Hi, Alexandria. Hello. Come on over and show yourself. He's, nice. he's a on. podcaster. Nice. Great. Um, We're glad you're here. Yeah. I introduced Alexandria to each Nice. Alexandria is also going to attend a training program. Oh, good. Training for cool. so the computer program. So right. We have all different kinds of folks here for today. Every, every interest, every talent. Nice. This is the hub. Another person that can speak prolifically. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started because I won't stop. Okay. <laughs> all right. 
All right. Well, we're glad you're here. Thanks yes. for dropping in. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm enjoying listening to you guys. Oh, good. Thank Excellent. you. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Jim. Good morning, everybody who's joining us. I keep waving at people, but sometimes I have a hard time keeping up with everybody. Jim, great to see you this morning. Thanks so much. Uh, Kirby, thank you for stopping by. John, Dan, Kathy, John Fitzgerald. Sharon, Steve, Rick, Melanie, all kinds of folks here dropping in. Th thank you for uh, joining us here for a minute. We're actually on radio break at the moment, but of course, when you're on Facebook Live, you don't get a break. You don't get a break. Yeah, so there that is. And uh, of course, the great Renita Hills here with me. Uh, when we come back on, by the way, I think we should say a word or two about the Julian Center. What do you think? Yes? No? No? Okay. Get, okay. We're going to keep, forget what I just said. <laughs> just don't even bother listening to me anymore. <laughs> All right. Because I'm not here representing them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But we're grateful for the work of the Julian Center. Absolutely. See? The Julian Center is doing some phenomenal things. All right. See, now that's all. That's all. That's yeah. all we need to yeah, do. Just kind of, you know, direct me down the path, and I'll uh, I'll make sure to stay, keep my britches between the ditches. How's that sound? I cannot play with you no more. <laughs> that's what that's what the truckers say on the road. Keep your britches between, between the ditches. That's it. Yeah, and yeah, there's some. Oh, don't get us started over here. Thanks, man. Yeah, Alexandria, talk her down from that cliff, would you? <laughs> HB's got that hat on today, man. He's looking okay. dapper. And we are back, Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next.tv at the Cool Groove site. We come to you every Wednesday starting at 10 o'clock in the morning. We get cool jazz interludes. Our producer, HB Bell, takes care of all that good stuff for us. We're going to be taking uh, the next few moments here, about 10, 12 minutes, to continue our conversation uh, about the issues of gifts and grace. We've been uh, linking this with 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9, talking specifically about the word charos, which is uh, the word grace in, in Greek. And we've emphasized the Eucharistia, which is the thankfulness that comes out of the charis. So you've got charis, which is the grace, and then you give grace because you've been given grace. All of those kinds of good things are important for us. And so with the emphasis, of course, for us is always the same. That is that we've been given something uh, that is grace. Then we are great, grateful through grace to give it back to others. And I'm thinking here specifically of uh, Ephesians 4.32, where it says that since Jesus' grace has been given to us, we should give it to others. Uh, when you think about that, Renita, uh, giving grace because grace has been given to you, uh, first thoughts as you consider it. He get me caught up. I'm trying to get up, not get on my. He threatened to put me on a pulpit. Now. Put it, put it in the pulpit. That's all right. I think about the scripture mm -hmm. when the, guy, the gentleman owed the king this money, and the king forgave him mm -hmm. and the other gentleman. Yeah. But then he found a person in the street that owed him. I'm going to use my own English because you know I know right. the scripture. That's it. I'm going to fix it to where we can understand it. Mm -hmm. You owe me. Oh, I owe you five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. And you say, you know what, Renita, you cool. We good. You yeah. go ahead. I forgive it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Go on about your business. Yeah. But then I walk down the street and I see Polly 
and she owes me five dollars. Mm -hmm. And I'm ready to call the police. <laughs> I want her locked up. I'm pulling out the pepper spray, the stun gun, my own handcuffs. You gonna give me my money. <laughs> And then your armor bearer sees me acting mm -hmm. like a nut over five dollars, mm -hmm. and goes back and tells you, and you, you call me back in like, "Well, look, what's up with that? Mm -hmm. They owed you five. Oh, you owe me five hundred. Mm -hmm. I forgave you. Why can't you forgive them?" Wow. And that's what I mean. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's that's what I see. Is if you've given some grace, you ought to also share that grace with someone else. Mm -hmm. um, and back in the day, when you owed money, mm -hmm. you went to jail, yeah. and you stayed there mm. until the money was made. Now, how are you going to make the money to pay them back and you locked up? Mm -hmm. In other words, you became a slave to the person you borrowed from there you go. forever. And if it was big enough, they can also take your wife and your children and your land and everything on the land. Mm -hmm. Now we are gracious now that we can just file chapter 13 and chapter 10 and all of them other notes. <laughs> but back then it didn't go that way. Sometimes I wonder what would life be like if we went back to the way it was back then, but we're not gonna, that's a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. But that's what I see when I see grace. Okay. God has given me the opportunity to have all these wonderful things. Why would I not share that mm -hmm. same grace with someone else? Mm -hmm. Why would I not? see that okay you need a pair of shoes and yep. I got 20 yep. why not give you one mm -hmm. or two or five because I sure don't need 20 you can only wear one pair of shoes at a time mm -hmm. okay ladies I know I done lost my lady card <laughs> I know I lost my card. I'm gonna stop talking y'all they don't not gonna let me go this to is... shopping no more <laughs> <laughs> this is an important idea that Renita brings up from Matthew chapter 21 in her own words, by the way, and which were fantastic because it really does get down to uh, the brass tacks of everything. And that is how do we think differently uh, when we've been given so much and then we expect so much from somebody else that doesn't mm -hmm. really owe us all that much. That's, that's it. <clears throat> God is just so awesome. And if we just try, we can. We are not perfect. Mm -hmm. We cannot be perfect. Right? And he does not expect perfection. But does expect us to strive towards it. Mm -hmm. He expects us to walk the walk as closely as we humanly can while mm -hmm. we're here. Use the Bible as a map. We saw people said, "Well, how can God be such a gracious God unless this, this, and this happened?" Mm -hmm. Well, he flipped over tables in the temple too, mm -hmm. so he can get angry. He mm -hmm. needs, but he said, "Be angry and sin not." Mm -hmm. So when we're out there being we, we can't be sinful we have to also be gracious mm -hmm. in that anger he's i'm sure there's not a day that he doesn't look by and say why oh anita why'd you do that why'd you say that oh why oh boy and i know the angels that he have encamped around me mm -hmm. oh they go in shifts they're, they're in shifts they get, they, the job got to be so big, they need a first, second, third, and a part-time shift just to keep me straight. But his grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, we won't try this again. Tomorrow's another day. Mm -hmm. And if he can say to me in all my foolishness, mm -hmm. okay, whoo, one, two, three, four, five, we're going to give her another day. Angels, come on, second shift, time to go in. <laughs> Why can't we do that same thing for somebody else? Yeah. 
graciousness uh, to give others the grace that's been given to us is the key here. We're talking with Renita Hills, you're listening to Warp and Woofly at RadioNX.T at the Cool Groove site. And the emphasis uh, here of our days, uh, the concept of grace, we've been talking about 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9. And the specific issue there, I think, for us that's important is that the grace, uh, charis, the Greek word charis, is immediately linked to thankfulness, which is Eucharistia. And then, of course, uh, the gift that we then give is the charisma, the grace that comes, or the giftedness that comes out of the grace that's been given to us. So let me highlight a few of the ideas that come out of the second chapter here, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Uh, first of all, we find that grace is a gift. That's literally the English word that's used in chapter 9 and verse 5. And then we see that grace is a bounty and it's, in fact, used uh, twice in this uh, verse, in verse 6, in chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians. And one of the words that you'll see there, if you're just reading the English uh, version, one of the words that you'll see there is the word confession. So part of this uh, concept of thankfulness and the grace that's been given to us is the attitude of confession, the idea that somehow we need to give it up. Uh, that is, not only give up our sin, but thank God that we can uh, find forgiveness through our confession uh, to him of our sin. That's a really powerful idea as well. Uh, so your second shift of angels is now kicked in, Renita. Yes. And, uh, and when you think about that idea of confession uh, and thankfulness, uh, where does that take you? The Bible said, if you will... Okay, now that you see... I'm going to say it in my English. Go, English. go right ahead. Because the scripture just, just jumped out of my head. Yeah, it's okay. If you will own that I've messed up, mm -hmm. he's grateful and faithful to mm -hmm. forgive you. There it is, yeah. But you can't fix what you can't face. He can't Ooh, fix. Say that. Say that again. He can't fix what you won't face. Mm -hmm. You have to own it mm -hmm. and say, I messed up. Mm -hmm. David, a man after God's own heart, he messed up so many times. Oh my gosh, the things that David did. But what saved not just him, but several other members of the Bible, but David, because he was a man of God's own heart, he fell before the Lord and said, I am so sorry. Mm -hmm. Forgive me. I messed up. How can I make this right? He was so quick to say, when he found out that God was mad at him, first of all, he didn't realize he made a big mistake with Bathsheba. Mm -hmm. And some of us, we don't realize we mess up. We do stuff. Now, some things we do, we know. We'd be, we'd be like, Lord, forgive me for the sin I'm about to commit because we know I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this. But sometimes we do honestly make mistakes. And I believe that David didn't realize the depth of his error and his judgment. And when it was brought to his attention, all he can think was, oh, God, please forgive me. I am so sorry. Oh, my gosh, how can I make this right? And when God said, the only way to make this right is for you to lose the child that you're about to have. He fell before the Lord in fasting and praying. He did. He was in sackcloth and ashes. Ashes. He's gonna go and tell y'all what that is on another show, I'm sure. But he fell before him with with all godly sorrow, and that's what saved David as a whole. When he realized he was messed up and he made a mistake, he was godly sorrow, and he said, "Forgive me." Forgive me. How can I make? He wrote songs. Read the book of Psalms, and it tells you of all the times that he has said, "I've messed up. I'm sorry." How can you love a sinful person like me? But thank you for loving me. I am so honored and humbled. He was such a godly sorrow 
He missed the one. He did the last thing he wanted was for God to be mad. And that's how we have to be. Not just between us and God, but with each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I, and, and I, I thank God for this. Some people think I'm just a, a wuss and a soft heart. But when I realize I've made a mistake with somebody, I'm in tears. Because la- especially if it's somebody I truly, truly love, if I found out I hurt Mark, I'm going to be here with a bib on, with blankets. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And I know he, before I even say I'm sorry, forgive me, he has the heart of God. He was already forgiven me before I even said I'm sorry, forgive me. But I have to be able to say I'm sorry, forgive me for me to receive the forgiveness. Mm. Giving the forgiveness is one thing, but being in the position to receive it is another. Mm. And to receive it, you have to own that I've messed up. Mm. And you have to go to that person and say, for not, I'm sorry. That's not saying forgive me. You have to ask for the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Being sorry is not enough. Right. You have to say, please forgive me. Mm-hmm. And understand, on earthly terms, that person really doesn't have to forgive you. Mm. Giving forgiveness, Luke chapter 11, is an important issue yes. as it relates to uh, actually saying that, you know, or asking or requesting for this forgiveness yeah. is crucial to the forgiveness itself. You're listening to Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next.tv at the Cool Griff site. We're going to be taking a Tucson break here at the top of the hour. Uh, we're emphasizing that only because we need to uh, get a picture taken or two. And uh, we're going to be here uh, back here in just a, just a moment. But we'll take two songs and we'll come right back. For those of you Facebook Live, we'll stay with you. Uh, actually, I'll just kind of turn the camera so you can actually see the picture taking taking place. Uh, and for the rest of you, earbuds in, enjoy some cool uh, jazz music. You're listening to Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next on the Cool Groove site. We'll be right back. All right. I'm going to turn this camera this way. Facebook, he's never going to have me on the show again. What? I go on tangents and I keep like, you trying to bring me back in. We're supposed to talk about grace and gifts. I don't and know what she's <laughs> talking about. It's all right. It's all right. Let's go get a picture all taken. Right. Facebook Live, you can still see us. Here we go. Where do you usually do this? Oh, wait until you see the cool picture Luke took of me, though. It'll be my profile picture coming up this whole year. Really good. Yeah, I can't wait to show everybody. 
Facebook Live, we are back after picture taking. Oh, so, uh, Christmas for you? What does that look like? Um, mommy, look, I went, I went straight to 13 years old. Mommy's here. <laughs> <laughs> My mom got in last night. Oh. So, yes, she's oh, here wow. last night. So, you know, am I taking you away from your mom? No, no, no. I'm, you know, today is a. I will see her this evening. Okay. She's hanging out with um, my youngest daughter. Okay. And, you know, I'm the daughter, but she's best friends with the youngest oh, daughter. Okay. I got a whole attitude about that, by the way. <laughs> In case y'all ain't noticed. <laughs> anyway. Thank you for sharing your mints, by the way. Oh, no worries. My mom um, used to come and visit when my kids were younger. Mm. And I'd go pick her up from the airport and... She grab and hug on the kids, and I'm lugging suitcases. She's giving them presents, and you know, hugging and talking. What y'all doing? That you know, the whole grandma thing. Mm -hmm. And then we get halfway down the road because it was a two-hour drive from the house to the airport. And by the time we get in the car, the kids fall asleep. And she says, "Okay, how are you, Renita?" So <laughs> I was wondering when you realized that there was somebody mm -hmm. actually driving this car for you. Mm -hmm. But it's it's it, that's called nana privileges. Yeah, that's right. Because I have a granddaughter now, and that's nana privileges. We yeah. don't have to get to pay attention to the children as much anymore. Hey, Curtis. Yeah, this uh, this issue of uh, having. About this uh, phone calling in the middle of the show, right? So. Um, yeah, this, this issue of, of, of being the son of the mom who now has grandchildren, and in my mom's case, great-grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So she got to come out this summer. My mom got to come out this summer, and she was with the great-grandbabies. And we got great pictures and all those good things. But obviously, the connections that we were able to make um, for her are marvelous and wonderful. It's not like you take second chair, mm -hmm. but... In some sense, you know, there's a new focal point, shall yes. we say. Yes, yes. Yeah. The way I tell them is, um, my little young blessings that can't wait to have babies. And I say, you know, I understand and respect that. But um, just remember, you can't have a baby and be the baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of y'all got to give up the chair, and you're too big <laughs> for the high chair. So. <laughs> and I just, it makes you think, that's right. I don't get first pick anymore as the baby. As long as you understand that. Yeah. yeah. We still love you. Yeah. We're just not the baby anymore. I just got back from my mom's house. Uh, actually, my family, my little sister's out there as well. Um, and it's always great to be there. But one of the things that I would say to everybody today is part of the gift giving that you give to others is your presence. So the issue of time and being with people is as much, if not a greater gift, than any kind of physical gift that you might be able to give people. So if you're going to be going to somebody's house, be at somebody's house. Don't be on your phone. Um, you have be a basket for the phone. Yeah. <laughs> be invested with the people. Listen, uh, talk, conversations, uh, have, have a good time. Obviously, the phone comes out when you need to take some pictures and all those good things. But... Uh, Nonetheless, you know, the issue of time is just yeah. as much a gift as anything else. 
you can you oh my my friend said it perfectly she says we don't buy our kids christmas gifts anymore mm. we take christmas trips oh i like it and i think last year they went to new york city to times square and they just they didn't spend money they, other than the trip they spent time with each other and they went ice skating and they made memories okay they made phenomenal memories mm-hmm. and the kids still talk about Times Square mm-hmm. and ice skating. They want to go back and go skating again. Make memories. Mm-hmm. Because even after you go to the grave, many, 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 many years from now, the memories are what stay. Right. The things that, that that you did, the time you took, mm-hmm. the, the 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 money to get to those places worth it. I mean she makes six figures, so okay, she can do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the six figures, so what I'm going to do is just sit down with my kids and let them have the remote control, and we'll talk about crazy movies. You know, um, this Saturday, uh, my youngest is like, "Okay, this is what we're doing this Saturday. You're going to get up, and I'm planning your day." Okay. Nice. Well, you can't beat that. That's kind of nice. When I turned sixty a um, couple summers ago, my uh, sixty. Sixty. Yeah. I'm sixty-one now. So anyway, when I turned 60, my kids so uh, took me to um, down to Kentucky, and uh, we had a great time down there. And they then their specific statement to me was the same kind of thing: that uh, you can buy books and movies. That's pretty much your life. You emphasize this in teaching and all that kind of stuff. We can't get you that stuff, so let's give you experiences. So that's what it was. Yes, yeah. was nice. just have some fun. Yeah, it was very. Very positive experiences. So remember that, everybody. When you're giving gifts and giving grace, we're talking about that today. Uh, the emphasis is also about time. So the emphasis on time is crucial for us, uh, not something we bypassed. We always worry about leaving our children an inheritance. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why this just popped in my mind. Go right ahead. What I do, what I'm doing, mm-hmm. is um, each one of my children have a journal. Oh, nice. That I'm writing into them for them. Nice. Now, they can't get it till after I pass away. Okay. But they're going to hear some of the thoughts about them nice. when they're not around. Cool. So they can have something in their hand to say, wow, I remember that Christmas. And she just kept staring at that shirt, and I didn't understand why. <laughs> because it really looked great on her. You know, but those are things that you can give if they can have it forever. And we are back, Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next.tv at the Cool Groove site. And we're talking about gifts and grace today. Renita Hills is here with me, and uh, I just uh, cut in on you there a little bit. Sorry about that. You were, you were talking about memories and experiences. Uh, kind of pick up on that here just for a minute so that people get a sense of where you were coming from, the importance of experiences, trips, and memories. Go ahead. Well, we were talking about spending time during the holidays as opposed to buying expensive gifts. And a friend of mine... Um, said she doesn't give her kids gifts like she used to. Last year, she took them to Times Square. Nice. And they got to see the tree, and they went ice skating, and they did a lot of walking. And the kids remember that, mm-hmm. but they don't remember the small things that they did buy. And they want to go back to mm-hmm. Times Square, and they want to go back to New York City. She's planning another big trip in a couple of years to take them to. Mm-hmm. And the time, the time is something a memory will never go away. Right. It's always there. The toys will eventually fade or they'll get bored with it. Mm-hmm. But time is something that they'll remember. Um, I was also saying that I'm, I'm personally doing a journal for each one of my children mm-hmm. where I'm handwriting, not typing, handwriting. 
the thought I'm having for them. Um, one like one Christmas, I'm looking at my daughter, my oldest daughter. I'm like, gosh, she is just gorgeous. You know, she didn't realize how phenomenal she is. So I went back home and I wrote in the journal on this day. I just want you to know, mm. I couldn't say it then, but you are just the most beautiful person mm. that I know, and, I, and not just your face, but your heart. Mm. Now, when I die, many many years from now, because I don't want to go anywhere no, no time soon. But these journals will be given to them mm -hmm. so that they'll have something tangible to say, wow, that's why mom said, or that's why she was looking. And I never thought mom knew, because we'll think stuff and not always say it, mm -hmm. not because we don't want to say it to each other, but maybe they're not in the room. You know, there are times when I'm, you're talking about getting up at four o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. There are times I'm writing at four o'clock in the morning thoughts. I think about my children. I love them so much. And I want to tell my son how phenomenal I think he is, but he won't stand still when I start talking like that. Mm. So I have to put it on paper mm. so that years from now he can look back and know my mom thought I was a phenomenal, not child, not boy, but a phenomenal man. Mm. He grew up to be a phenomenal man, even with the rotten choices of men that I've made. Mm. He still became a phenomenal man. And I thank mm. God for that because yeah. he could have went a whole mm. different way. Sure. So these are kind of gifts I like to give my, my kids and my family is memories. Right. You know, I'll take pictures that they don't know about and their birthday come up and I'm, I'll shoot that picture to them. When did you do that? <laughs> memories. Mm. You know, as you get older, you realize those things are so much more important. Yeah, than anything else. And that kind of brings us back to this idea of, of gifts and grace here when we talk about uh, what does grace mean and uh, coming out of that uh, thankfulness. We've been talking about charis, which means grace, and eucharistia, which means thankfulness, and then charisma, which is the actual behavior that comes out of that or the motivation to give gifts. And one of the things that I think is important for us to recognize is how much uh, gratitude we ought to be giving to other people in fact, uh, one of the statements in chapter 9 and verse 7 uh, says this about the grace giver, that is the person who's giving the grace, is that this is a hilarious gift. So when we talk about giving, we're not just talking about somebody who uh, gives out of compulsion or there's a frown in their face or some, you know, somebody's giving because they're expected to give. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a person who cannot wait to give. They are so excited about it, they're giddy. It's kind of like those scenes out of Scrooge, you know, uh, the Christmas tale uh, about Scrooge waking up after seeing the three ghosts, and then uh, he's all excited and so giddy about being able to give because now he hasn't missed Christmas and he can give to the people that he really has been uh, doing awful things to for so many years. So uh, this kind of idea, when we talk about hilarity or uh, giving with a, a full spirit of, of gratefulness, so much so that it just kind of, uh, people are kind of surprised perhaps by mm -hmm. our by our spirit. Um, as you think about something like that, uh, give me from your perspective where you're coming from like, when you think about giving that way. When you give that way, once it's out of your hand, you even forget about it. Mm -hmm. And you're looking for another opportunity to, to do it again. Oh. You know, it's, it's like you say, it's like, oh, that felt good. Okay, let's move to the next person. Um, <laughs> and, I, and you literally forget. I, I, a friend of mine I worked with, um, oh, I did something for her five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. And then we started working together. Mm -hmm. And at the first meeting, she says, so 
tell something, say something nice about the person on your left. And I happened to be the one on her left. And she she mentioned something I did when I very first met her. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you remember this, this, this happened and you just came in and you just, I said, that did happen. I forgot about that. You do it just because. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect anything in return, didn't want anything in return. And we have done so many wonderful things to for and with each other since mm-hmm. then. She says, um, when Renita says you're your friend, she means it. Mm-hmm. There's no no question about it. You call and she's coming. Mm-hmm. But that's what it is, to, to look for the opportunity to be that friend that you want and expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you you just I'm, you, you're, you're talking about how glad you are for me to be here. I'm looking for opportunities to bless you because you have blessed me <laughs> and put so much in my heart and in my life. You fed into me. You have, and HB both have fed so much into me. So now it's like a joy. Mm. That's it. It's a pure, unadulterated joy mm-hmm. to give. Mm. And there it is. This, these are the kinds of connections that come out of 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. And one of the ideas that we're uh, really pressing here today, uh, Renita is connecting this to joy. We emphasize that in chapter uh, 8 and verse 4, that uh, the emphasis of joy that comes out of giving or graciousness is something that's really important to us. Something else that uh, strikes me here, too, is that this is not simply a one-time gift. This isn't just a simple gift. But uh, also in chapter 9 and verse 9, it says that this grace is lavished upon us or that they're in the original language it means a super blessing so we when you give something to somebody it literally can be something that is lavished upon them when i think about this i think about going to my mom's house for instance i was just there and when i go to her house uh, there is not one inch of of, uh, spare space in her refrigerator I mean, everything is full. All of the shelves are full. Uh, she's constantly feeding me one one food or another, asking me what I want. She's got it all there for me. Uh, all of that is this lavishing of grace upon somebody else, and certainly uh, something that was true uh, for us uh, in this last week when I was out there in Denver visiting mom. Um, I'm thinking about that from my perspective. How about from your perspective? When you think about the lavishing of gifts or somebody giving you uh, gifts that is just this super blessing as scripture teaches. Uh, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Lavish is an abundance. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. continual. Mm-hmm. It's never ending. Mm-hmm. You think, okay, uh, I moved this out so I can put something in, but wait a minute. I know I had a spot there. And before you can think about like you said, your mother's refrigerator never ends. Mm-hmm. God's grace never ends. Mm-hmm. His love never ends. Just when you think, oh man, you ain't gonna love me no more after this one. I better enjoy <laughs> this right now. You wake up the next day and it's a whole new grace. He said you wake up every day with a new faith, a new grace, a new favor, a new love, a whole abundance. That's it's 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 like the, the manna from heaven. Mm-hmm. That was just for that day. But tomorrow, mm. a fresh batch is going to arrive. That's the way I feel about it. That's the way I see it. It's like, okay, you think at the end of this day, that's it. But tomorrow morning, mm. weeping may endure for tonight, mm. but joy. And I thought the thing I, I get about joy, the acronyms, to, to have real, true mm. joy, unadulterated joy, put Jesus over 
yourself. Mm, look at that joy, Jesus over yourself. That really kind of uh, highlights what we're talking about here, Second Corinthians chapters eight and nine, and when uh, the scripture te teaches about how we are to be giving grace to other people, the question maybe for us to think about is how should we give? And our, uh, our giving ought to be excessive, it ought to be superfluous, it ought to be super abundant, it ought to be something above and beyond. Uh, here's just an, an example of this, a negative example, we'll come back to the positive in just a minute. If, if there's a, an opportunity, let's say for instance, to give, uh, uh, at our church for instance, we have this giving tree where we give to children. And uh, if you don't uh, find your way clear uh, to, let's say, for instance, uh, take on a child or two by yourself and give them those gifts. And you suggest, you know, we're really, we really need some help with this. I need somebody else to come alongside me. That's, that's great if that's really the case. But if you've just taken two vacations and you've gone off to Cancun and wherever else, and you're, you're busting chops about, you know, a $10 gift that you can't afford, you know, I'm going to kind of look at you like, uh, excuse me, seriously? Uh, this is the kind of thing sometimes that we, we find with folks who aren't real gift givers. They, they strain at giving something to somebody where, it, quite frankly, doesn't mean all that much to them because they spend so much in other ways. Uh, that's really kind of hurtful as, as we see that taking place in lives around us. Maybe in our church family, those kinds of things kind of get, get us after a while. Um, how do you think about the superabundance of giving or giving an excess, uh, you know, outside of my mom's refrigerator? I see two, two things. I'm, I'm going to do it Go ahead. naturally, and then I'll do it biblically. Yeah. You swallow a cow and strain at a net. Mm. Mm. You'll figure out whatever way you got to do to make it to that Cancun trip, but you can't squeeze it. And that was out yep. for that little child yep. who will have nothing. Mm -hmm. You'll swallow a cow, but strain at a net. But the Bible says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Mm -hmm. Press down, shake it together. And even after you press it down and shake it together, he's still going to run it over. Mm -hmm. God will provide. Mm -hmm. If he can field the, give the field beautiful flowers mm -hmm. to bathe it in flowers and color and, and cover it. He gives the birds feathers to keep. He gives the, a rabbit hole to rest in. He gives the, the bear cave to rest in. He will provide for you. Mm -hmm. That's a you fantastic know? idea. This, this concept that uh, comes to us out of the Psalms, I'm thinking about Psalm 50, for instance, uh, where God says, uh, he's talking about the sacrifices that his mm -hmm. people are giving and so on. And he says, do you think I need your sacrifices? I own the cattle on a thousand hills. Why, why do you think I need your stuff? The idea, of course, is that you're giving to other people. Yes. And that's the real crucial concern for us, that we actually are giving it up to others. That's, that's really important. And then there's, now I'm going to jack it up, so fix it. Go for it. He says, when, he told us, when I was sick, you didn't feed me. When I, was, when I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was sick, you didn't take care of me. When I needed a place to lay my head. And he said, well, Lord, when will you all those things? He said, every time you walked by that person who was hungry and you just said, mm, there's a food bank down the street, but you had three cheeseburgers in your bag. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the opportunity to be blessed just by being a blessing. Mm -hmm. But God will not give you with your hands like this. Mm -hmm. You have to open it up and hand it out to mm -hmm. someone else. You have to empty yourself 
so he can fill you with something better. Mm -hmm. My garage is full of boxes and I'm just one by one emptying boxes. And every time I empty a box, God blesses me with something I need because I'm getting rid of things I really don't. Mm -hmm. But he can't bring me anything in. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Steve Harvey said it perfectly. Yeah, me and the Holy Ghost got a relationship. He said it perfectly. His parents, they lived up together and he kept saying, Mom, I'm going to get me a brand new car. I'm gonna, this is the car I'm going to get. He kept bragging about that car he's going to get. And every time he mentioned it, his mother would say, but what you going to do with that car out there? You got a car in the driveway. Mm -hmm. And he didn't get it. But Mom, I'm going to get this car. I'm going to get this car. I'm going to get this car. But you got a car in the driveway. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get But you got a car in the driveway. And finally he said, Mama, why do you keep talking about that car in the driveway? Mm -hmm. If you don't get that car out the driveway, you won't have room for a new car to come in. Mm -hmm. You have to let something go mm -hmm. so that God can put something back that's better. And that goes with here. Mm -hmm. For God to do here, we have to take care of here. Yeah. To heaven, the cross is two-part. Between God and us, mm -hmm. and then us on earth, man right. to man. And I'm on a tangent, I'm back. That's all right, that's all right. You're listening to Warp and Oof Radio, Radio Next TV at the Cool Group. So we're going to take a one-song break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 kind of cap off where we've come from and uh, where we're going to go here in this uh, the last few minutes of our show. Uh, just so everybody knows, uh, coming up here next week, we will not be broadcasting next week. Uh, it's the 26th. I'm actually going to be at my uh, my kid's house. So we're going to be visiting grandbabies and all that good stuff. You know, we'll be busy anyway. Uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be pushing some stuff out on social media, but that's what next week is going to be. I'll make that announcement again at the end. Uh, we're going to take a one-song break. We'll be right back. Working with Radio. So Facebook Live still here. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in today. <clears throat> Do you have anything special planned for uh, Christmas outside of what we've been discussing here? Um, <clears throat> okay. I'm going to hang out with my little blessings. Um, mm -hmm. And with my grandbaby almost time. That's a spoiler riding. <laughs> um, my mom has come in and she's already got gifts for her great grand. Okay. So yeah, this is gonna be fun. This is oh boy. Um, we've already done the, you know, my nonprofit has already done their stuff for the Christmas. We've already taken care of what we're gonna do. So it's gonna be a good, good. Taking, being spending time with family. Yeah, there you that's go. it. That's good. How is the nonprofit going? It's going really, really well. Good. We are. Our October event was phenomenal. Sure. It was absolutely phenomenal. Probably one of the best we've had. We got enough money to take care of the all three scholarships for both semesters. Thank you, Father. Pay everybody what we owe and still had a good enough money to go out and help some other people nice. with their down payments or deposits on either their rents, light bills, or gas bills. Nice. That, for me, yeah. Helping people get their legs back under them, for me, that that's my blessing. Mm -hmm. Is to write that and look at them say, I got a deposit. I don't have to beg from borrow to pay Paul mm -hmm. and watch John and Joseph come around the corner wasn't mm -hmm. theirs to help people get their legs back under them. Yeah. That's it for me. It makes you know? a huge difference. It does. A huge difference. Uh, just so you know, we're going to uh, end about till today. I need to get over to the other side of town for okay, appointment. No um, and then I got to run back to the other side of town for another appointment. So, 
those of you in Facebook Live uh, wondering what in the world I'm talking about, that's okay, sorry. That's one of those things, Mark's dream of consciousness, you know that how that goes in your own life. Um, Remember when we were talking about that armor bearer that don't take, he needs a driver. I need, I need yeah. one of those people yeah. that just holds my hand and tells me where to go. <clears throat> that would be a, a wonderful and a good thing. I was reading this morning about something that uh, I'll just put out there for what it's, what it's worth. It's called uh, The Sleepy Shepherd. A brand new children's book uh, with an, an illustrator that uh, is really kind of a classic illustrator in the sense of artwork and uh, the sleepy shepherd so it's about this little shepherd boy it's obviously apocryphal it didn't really happen but a sleepy shepherd boy that fell asleep when the angels came to announce the birth you know oh. yeah it's really sweet so uh, if you get a chance to check it out the sleepy shepherd you can find it on amazon i think actually looked to see if I could get it delivered before Christmas, but no, we can't do that. It's going to come after. Anyway, so for what that's worth, if you're interested, you have kids, you want to read them a different kind of story, The Sleepy Shepherd. I think I want a copy of that book. Yeah, check it out. My granddaughter, yes. I think it's uh, $10, so you can, um, again, read it over and over and over again. I'm sure it's a great story. I didn't get to read the whole story, but um, the review sounded fantastic. So. Is it on Amazon? Amazon, yeah. The, the Sleepy, Sleepy Shepherd. Shepherd. Okay. You can't miss that. That, that title, yeah, that's uh, that's a powerful stuff. They can get it back by Christmas. You'll have that for holidays. There you go. There you go. So, uh, anything in this last segment that we should bring forward from your vantage point? You want to make sure we hit that we haven't hit so far, because I'll just keep going. Um, I'm trying to think of how to tie in. Okay. Taking care of the the less fortunate the. All right, I'll let you take care of that. I'm going to come in with uh, a few other comments here on Second Corinthians 9. And we are back, Warp and Woof Radio, Radio TV at the Cool Groove site. We are coming to you every Wednesday from 10 until about 11.50 in the morning, and grateful to do so. We are talking today about gifts and grace ahead of the Christmas season. Uh, we will not be broadcasting next Wednesday, just so... Uh, if you're uh, a regular listener, you uh, won't, you'll probably be way too busy with your family and other folks anyway. So just so you know, next Wednesday, we're going to take the day off. But uh, in the meantime, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 is an important idea here. We've been talking about charis, which is grace, eucharistia, which is thankfulness that comes out of grace, which has charis in the middle, and charisma, another charis word which means that the motivation of giving or the behavior of giving comes after that. And I wanted to pick up in this last segment of our time here this morning about what does this mean in terms of how we think about it uh, from a Christian uh, vantage point. So here are a few other ideas. One of the things that comes out, especially at the end of chapter 9, you know, we're talking here about 2 Corinthians chapter 9, is that this grace literally equals a communion. So when you talk about taking communion or having the Lord's table, something to that effect, depending on what denomination or church you're in. That word communion is Eucharist. Now, Eucharist is the basis, or charis, which is the word for grace, is the basis for Eucharist, which is communion, which is a powerful idea. So grace literally means communion. And this idea that we are have been given this grace and we are now remembering the grace given to us through a grace gift, which is Eucharist, is a very important idea. So, uh, Renita, from your vantage point, uh, you're thinking about communion, you're thinking about the Lord's table, for instance, 
Uh, you're thinking about the kinds of uh, processes that you go through in terms of thanks at your church. What are some of the things that come to your mind? Communion, like we were talking about the Lord's table and, and the sacrament and the, the, the wine and the whole nine yards. I'm, forgive me, but when I see communion, I see fellowship. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I see fellowship. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now, I figure this is, see this as a communion. Me and Holly are sitting around talking. That's that's a sharing. Mm -hmm. That's that's a bonding. That's 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 a tie of each other's hearts and minds and spirits. A love bond. Mm -hmm. You know, th that's what I think of when I hear communion. I don't necessarily think of, and I ain't going to hell, y'all. But I don't necessarily think about the blood and the and the, the bread and the blood and the, the sacrifice that Christ made on the cross as much as what we are having right here. Right. You know. And that's something that just makes me smile you know I, I that's why i had you on the show because i knew you'd think different thoughts than i do you know uh grateful by the way for all of our listeners uh curtis kareen uh, noel thanks so much for joining us here today we're talking about second corinthians 8 and 9 gifts and grace and renita you were just talking about the connection uh with with uh communion to having communion between people it's not yes. just the bread and the wine uh, it's actually this community where we come together to actually do that together. Because think about it. Jesus, when he walked to earth, he had more communion with the people than he did on the last supper. Mm -hmm. His thing was, suffer the little children to come to me. Mm -hmm. Forbid them not. For such is the kingdom of heaven. Let them come mm -hmm. and sit with me. He sat with the sinner at his table. Mm -hmm. He let the woman wash his feet with her hair and her mm -hmm. tears. Mm -hmm. That was communion. It wasn't until the Last Supper that we called it communion, but everything he did throughout his walk was communion. It was getting to know as relational. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what it was about. That's a fantastic idea here, and, and the importance of communion as it relates to uh, not just the process of the Lord's table, but also being together with one another is really powerful. Thanks, Jim, for your good comment. Uh, Jim suggests that he loves the community connection idea that comes out of grace and communion. Yes. Uh, this is a huge issue for us. And I, I, let's take that a little bit further and recognize how important our communion is with those who don't have as much maybe as we do. Something we were talking about just a moment ago, I think it's important to bring up again. How do we treat those who don't have uh, as much as we might have? Uh, talk about that in terms of communion and grace. First, step outside of your comfort zone. Mm. We have a habit of sitting on the hill and looking down and saying, oh, those poor people over there. Mm -hmm. But those are our people, too. Mm -hmm. We have to stop thinking it's not our problem. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. The homeless is our problem. Mm -hmm. The people who are in shelters for whatever the case may be, specifically think, I'm specifically thinking, because you know that's my passion, domestic violence and abusive behaviors. Right. We have both men, women, and children that are in shelters right now. And this is one of the most difficult times of the year. Mm. This is a time where people show love and family and they're away from both. Mm. These people have neither. They, we have women that are in the shelter with children. Children who want to do something as simple as give their mommy a Christmas card. Mm. And if you want to be able to do something to help, <coughs> call one of these local shelters and say, how many people do you have in your shelter right now? Go to the Dollar Tree and buy Christmas cards. And they will take it and let the children of these parents, both men and women, sign those cards so those babies 
will have the joy of giving their parent a card for Christmas. Mm. That's something very, that's something that's my nonprofit really does okay. very easily. Yeah. And if you want to be real smart about it, yes, do it before Christmas. But after Christmas, the Dollar Tree gives them the same card for a $4 and save it up for next year. Mm. That way, you will feel like, oh, that's, I'm not asking you to go out there and buy them seven, $8 cards. Mm -hmm. I said Dollar Tree. Mm. I know two of the, the shelters here in Indianapolis, they top off at 38, I think 38 people there. Another one, I think, is like 70, if I'm remembering correctly. But call your local shelter in your city. Mm -hmm. Find out how many people are there. Go to the Dollar Tree. Buy the card and say, hey, mm -hmm. can you make sure that each mother or each father gets a card for Christmas and mm -hmm. let them know that somebody cares about them? Mm -hmm. That's so easy. Yeah. The issue of just finding something, some small yes. way to demonstrate that you care for somebody else or allowing that other person to care for somebody that they care about. That's a real crucial concern here. And I, I wanted to go back to suggest everybody listening that uh, we actually started with this part of our program where we talked about the first five verses of Second Corinthians chapter 8 being about the poorest of the poor who were out giving the rich. And so when you think about the implications of that, the responsibility that the rich have Think about the, the importance of what it means when it says uh, in Scripture that if you've got been given more, then more is going to be required of yes. you. So that kind of concern is really crucial for us as we think about giving in this particular season. If you've been given more, how much more is required of you to give back to other people? Yes. I mean, and, and if, you know, you've got that $7 million sitting in the bank somewhere, so how much would it hurt for you to go out and buy 70 cards? Mm -hmm. I'm being a little facetious, a little, but it doesn't hurt. It really, and, and you're making someone else feel loved and appreciated. Mm -hmm. You're helping these little babies feel like they're helping mom. I know when I was a survivor, the one thing that Cassandra wanted more than anything else was to help me feel better. She's five but she wants to make me feel better. Mm. So we had to find ways to help her, to help me. Mm. So she'll feel like she's doing something. Mm -hmm. The children know, and they need that empowerment too. Mm. They need to know that they can do something to make life better for their parents. Nice, nice. And this is an important concept, I think, too, that uh, little people need that kind of uh, implication, the kinds of things that are important for them to be able to say, you know what, I've been given to somebody else. Uh, this is a powerful concern for me. Uh, for children uh, is an important concern. Let me uh, highlight a couple of other statements here from Second Corinthians chapter nine. Uh, one of the last statements here, as it relates to grace uh, and the importance of grace, is this concept of uh, that that verse in Second Corinthians nine fifteen that we are to thank God for His uh, undescribable or indescribable gift. And this gift, of course, is another use of the word charis. Uh, which is grace, but the gift, of course, is Jesus. The greatest gift, of course, that's been given to us is that of Jesus. So when I think about this difference between how do I give the great gift of whatever it is that I'm going to give to my children or to my grandchildren, whether it be physical, physiological gifts, those kinds of things, what really matters more is how much can I give them as it relates to my the gift of salvation or the gift of sharing my life of Jesus with them. All of those kinds of things matter as well. So uh, when you, let me tie it back to something that you were saying earlier, Renita, about memories and the importance of that, and specifically to the Christian 
who is giving of themselves during this season of the year, I'm thinking about my responsibility to give in the sense of giving the gift of Jesus to other people. How do we think differently uh, about that as Christians? How do we consider how to give the gift of Jesus to our children, to our grandchildren? Um, I'm, a prime, I'm, I'm a solemn believer that the best way to give Christ is to show Christ. You are the only Bible somebody's going to ever read. And I rarely, rarely tell people that I'm a minister. Rarely. Because if you can't see the God in me, mm -hmm. my title doesn't mean a thing. Right. So be the example mm -hmm. that Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Walk the walk and that you're talking. Mm -hmm. Show children, which is why it's so important to let them give the card to their parents. Show them the blessing in giving. Help them see Christ in you. And that is a gift. Um, one of the radio stations were talking about this the other day too, how the best way is through love and kindness. Mm -hmm. Through love and kindness have I drawn thee. Mm -hmm. I have people asking about you sometimes, mm -hmm. but how is it that we always smile? And they say, I know you ticked off right now. Why are you smiling? I said, because, yeah, I'm upset. That made me mad, but I know at the end of the day, God got me. Mm -hmm. I mean, that situation upset me. But God got me. Well, how can you trust God like that? Because he He has a good resume. His reputation <laughs> precedes him. And they want to know how. Be the example so Christ-like that they want to know, how do I get what you got? Mm. The same way they want to know how you got that million dollars mm. or how you got that good job or that fancy car. Be the example so close to Christ as you can that they want to say, I want to be like you. How did you get to be that way? How do you handle adversity that well without going off on somebody? Mm -hmm. And that's the way to introduce Christ and give them that gift, mm -hmm. the knowledge of Christ. Plant the seed. There it is. There it is. I'm, I'm thinking about that passage in 2 Corinthians 3, 2 that says we are epistles or letters known yes. and read of all men. And that tr truly is uh, the case here. Renita is emphasizing for us. Uh, today, when we think about the implications of how do we share Jesus with the people. So, in the, at the end of this classic passage in 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9, we're talking about uh, this famous line, uh, we are to thank God for his indescribable gift, that, that gift that is beyond words, we can't fully explain it, much less uh, describe it to anybody else, and that gift, of course, is the emphasis of, uh, of the sacrifice of, the son, of his son Jesus, and uh, if we are, if God has given His greatest Son, how much responsibility or His Son? How much is it? How much importance is there placed on how much we give and the greatness of our giving to other people? Maybe we should end our show here today by talking about uh, giving, up, giving up and beyond, going, giving those things which are uh, something extra. Uh, that that nobody's requiring of us, but we're going to give anyway. When I say that to you, what are you, what are your thoughts about giving above and beyond? First, never give anybody anything that you wouldn't want to get yourself. Okay, that's the the key. To, don't give it just because. Oh, I got. I didn't want this anyway. If you didn't want, it, if you wouldn't want to receive it, mm. don't give it. Mm. And giving above and beyond, I, I, heard, I, I hear people say give till it hurts. I don't like that one. I like what you said earlier. Give till it feels good. Okay. 
give to it, it makes your heart find joy. And then to you like, you know what, that's kind of cold. You know, they, they really appreciate it. Or even if they don't, it ain't about them, it's about you. Give to, to, to where you feel like, oh man, like when you get hungry, you know it's time to eat, <laughs> that you hunger mm-hmm. after that wonderful feeling that you have when you give to somebody. It's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm malnutrition now. Let me find somebody to do something nice and something kind to give something to. Give something to that person. So, so not so they'll feel better. So I'll feel better. Mm-hmm. It's almost a selfish giving. Is that is there such a thing as a selfish giving? I'm giving because it makes me feel so good. And if I, please take. And I tell people all the time when they try to give me something that oh, don't don't stop my blessing. Don't do that to me. I don't care if you don't need it. Take it because my giving it to you blesses me. So when we talk about the implication of how we feel, this may be a consequence of our giving to other people. Yes. But it's not necessarily the reason that we give. We give no. because of the outgrowth of the grace given to us. Yes. Yeah. This is a powerful idea. And I, when I think about this, I'm going to go back to the First Testament and say one of the crucial concerns for us, I think, when we think about the tithe, I hear people talk about this 10% thing all the mm-hmm. time. Well, if you actually go back and read Leviticus 23 to 27, you find out that the tithe was 10%, but that the Hebrews were expected to give above and beyond that, in fact, so much that it might have even been 25%. So when we think about how much we're giving, giving above and beyond, think back on Levitical law and the importance of looking at somebody who has, that doesn't have, and how am I gonna meet that need? And, and I want to say this, and, and not everybody might not agree with this. When it comes to tithing, we often think about it as money. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people feel convicted because they don't have the money. Mm-hmm. The tithing is also of your time, mm-hmm. your talent, and your treasure, mm-hmm. your time. If you're up 24 hours, if you've got 24 hours a day to live, Two hours and 40 of the minutes should be given back to doing something with, for with God, for and with God. Some of the people that were hearing me teach at my church this semester uh, said that they w- wished that they could pay me for my teaching. And I said, but this is a, the, my gift to the church. Yes. Uh, so my concern isn't that I get remuneration for something that I'm doing, which is a gift given to me, but I'm sharing the gift given, uh, given yes. to other people. To your point, the time and the talent. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy public speaking. My degree is in public relations and being a public relations practitioner, communications. I love sitting at and looking at the end game mm-hmm. and seeing all the pitfalls that might come in the way mm-hmm. and finding ways to solve those problems before they get there. Mm-hmm. I do this for several organizations and they said sit down and tell me how that's going to work this is our end game I said, you about that? but see people some people see that as boy you're a negative nelly no i see the end game mm-hmm. but to get to the end you got to take care of these things or you're going to fall off and you won't make it mm-hmm. i donate that time mm-hmm. that's my like you the teaching i don't have a whole lot of money to give to this organization but i will sit down and tell you what i see mm-hmm. and i'll share what i know and I have people who are starting new nonprofits. I will help you. Mm. You don't have to pay $5,000. Mm. 
I will direct you to somebody who can get this done for a whole lot less. Yeah. And I'll even help you do it on your own. There's a way you can do it on your own. Mm -hmm. It'll take more time. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, what you, it's sharing what you know, mm -hmm. not being such a hoarder of all the knowledge. Right. Share it out. And that's part of your talent. Mm -hmm. This is a, a positive uh, experience here today, talking with Renita Hills about the importance of uh, what we give and how we give and time, talent, and treasure. Those kinds of words are important to us. Uh, we've been talking about 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9, giving a biblical basis for grace. Just a reminder, grace is the Hebrew word, or the Greek word charis. And then our thankfulness that comes out of that is eucharistia, which has charis in the middle. And then uh, this idea of charisma, what we give our, our behavior that comes out of our thankfulness, again, has grace in it. So in the original language, this uh, passage, these passages in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 are loaded with the word grace over and over and over again. Uh, this word is uh, mentioned again and again and again. We're grateful, of course, uh, and thankful uh, that we could offer this kind of grace to you all today. And thank you for listening to us for Facebook Live, folks. We will archive this later on. You can direct folks back to this. I'll probably uh, put up some, some comments here from my guest host, Renita Hills, and say, make sure to listen to Minute uh, one. Uh, 31, and uh, you'll be getting some special knowledge there from Renita. Thanks so, so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I'm always grateful to uh, be with you, uh, to see what's going on in your life online. Uh, tell people a little bit, just uh, for a moment, here at the end about your nonprofit. Voice of the Victim. We are a nonprofit organization. We work with victims and survivors of domestic abuse and abusive behaviors. Our goal is to help them to transition from being victim to survivor and ultimately a thriver in spite of the abuse they endured. We are a conduit. We don't have all the answers, but we find people who do. Mm -hmm. And we help them to support them and be safe. And we teach them safety plans and mm -hmm. we help them just be a better them. And for me, it's helping them to learn what abuse is. We educate the community of what abuse is. It's bigger than fist to face. And then we get the people themselves and help them to transition. And then we talk to our young people about safe dating, how to say no, how to come back from when you make a bad mistake and how not to make the mistake and for me owning it and saying, I messed up too and this is what I did. Mm -hmm. They embrace the fact that I'm honest about what I've done just like them. So this is the kind of thing we do. The Christmas card idea actually came from that nonprofit organization. Nice. One of our board members had the idea. So Christmas, um, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day and Father's Day. Those are the four times of the year mm. that we find the shelters and find out how many people there need the cards. Mm. And we deliver it to them. Mm. So if you want to help us with those cards, yes, I'm being so relentless. My number is 317-408-9031. My website is learn, the number two, loveyou.org, learn to love you.org. We are always open and, and want help. You know, we need the help. We give out scholarships every year. So if you want to support, sponsor, partner, get in touch with me or one of our board members, or get in touch with Mark, and he knows how to find me. And we'll make this happen, because in order for us to grow, we need your support. We need. We can't do it by ourselves, as much as we'd love to. Isn't that the truth? Uh, certainly true for every nonprofit. We're grateful for Voice of the Victim here in Indianapolis. Thankful so much for Renita Hills and the good work that she and her board and uh, the whole of the nonprofit does uh, 
again, we're emphasizing the giving of grace today in time, talent, and treasure. Thankful uh, so much for Voice of the Victims. Uh, thanks, Renita, for being here. Thanks for taking the time today. Uh, thanks to your uh, anybody that I need to thank outside of this place for letting you come here today. We're grateful. Thank you. I appreciate them, too, because they, they were very gracious and said go. Good. Wonderful. You've been listening to Warp and Woof Radio at RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site. We will come back to you in a couple of weeks in a special event. Uh, we're actually going to be broadcasting not on a Wednesday, but on a Thursday, which is going to be the 3rd of January. The 3rd of January, we are going to be at the State House with Matt Barnes, Tim Overton, and others uh, who are giving their time, talent, and treasure to that particular group of people, which are our state representatives and senators from around Indiana. We set up there, actually, uh, that particular day uh, to greet them and bring them on the radio, give them a voice, give them an opportunity to be in the air. HB and I will be there in the State House that particular day. And then uh, the prayer uh, day will also be eventually prayer event will be taking place there at noon, from noon till one. If you're at all interested in such things, uh, check out the State Capitol building January 3rd, noon. Uh, find us there from 12 until noon, and then we'll be going over to the prayer service as well. Warp and Wolf Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Group site. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great holiday. Blessings on your Christmas from all of us at the Comenius Institute, from Anita, from Polly, from Josh, from all of us at the Comenius. Thanks so much. We'll see you in a couple weeks.